Hi. I'm going to try out a different intro for this episode. If you have not seen this and you clicked into this video for some reason, please go watch this movie, come back and watch this. I want to stop sounding so dismissive in my intros, so. Hey, 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 at least I'm not like, hey, like, subscribe, do this and that and the other. Anyways, with all of that being said, let's review Burn After Reading. More like Burn After Watching. This movie is directed by the Coen Brothers. This is my the first movie of theirs that I'm reviewing, I believe. No Country for Old Men, The Big Lebowski, True Grit, and Fargo are four of their most iconic films, and they have several others. I don't know why I said that so forcefully. This one is underrated and my favorite of theirs. Probably a hot take, but it's, it's my personal favorite of theirs. They also write their own movies, which is so impressive, and they're extremely meticulous in how their lines need to be delivered. If there's a dot, dot, dot in between words, you leave that gap. That's what I've heard. The Coen brothers were writing this movie simultaneously when they were writing No Country for Old Men. That's a movie I need to review at some point. They would rotate one day off, one day on, which that's interesting because they're opposing genres. So be able to switch on and off a dark comedy and then go switch on and off a dramatic thriller. That's impressive. I'm sure that that was a lot of fun for them. This is the first time that I'm watching this movie. Not the first time, but the first time that I've actually gotten it. It's been confusing and I've never understood that the end was the end. I'm always like, oh my gosh, that's the ending. I'm always caught off guard by it. But not this time. I actually understood each scene and if I didn't, if I missed something, I would go back and rewatch it and make sure that I take the notes and understand. We have Brad Pitt as Chad Feldmeyer. Feldmeyer. Francis McDormand as Linda Litsky. George Clooney as Harry Farrer. John Malkovich as Osborne Cox. Tilda Swinton as Katie Cox. Richard Jenkins as Ted. J.K. Simmons and David Raish play heads of the CIA. We open up on a global shot of Earth as we zoom way in, giving it this like very CIA feel to it. The focus of the point of zoom is the CIA headquarters. Osborne Cox is being pulled into his superior's office, being demoted and moved to another department within the organization. Their reasoning is very transparent and weak, which Osborne, which causes him to storm out of the office and he's quit. He has quit the CIA now. When he gets home, there's trouble there too, because he knows he needs to tell his wife, but she's way too overbearing and self-concerned to hear him out. She's, she needs everything for the party that they're about to put on to be perfect. Smash cut to that Katie and Katie Cox. Nope. Smash cut to that party and Katie Cox is offering Harry some appetizers. This is my favorite acting that I've ever seen from George Clooney. The way that he talks about the goat cheese allergy that he has, and the way that he handles the cracker as he's meeting the other guests at the party, the camera just kind of rotates around them, and I'm fixated on George Clooney and his performance. Everything that he's doing physically, I, I could watch it on repeat, because it's done intentionally and brilliantly. It's very subtle. Subtle physical comedy and timing. He even looks at the cracker like, meh, like when people are talking to him, he's consciously making these choices for this character. At the end of the party scene, we learn that Harry and Katie are having an affair. Osborne has no idea. He finally does tell his wife that he, he's quit the CIA, and how they're framed is amazing. She's in the foreground, looking into the mirror, and he's in the background, sitting on the bed. But they're making eye contact in the mirror. The Coen brothers pay attention to every single detail. They make a lot of their shots look like they could be paintings. Their filmmaking inspirations are very clear in their work. One of my favorite characters in the movie is the divorce... The divorce lawyer that Katie Cox meets with in secrecy before Osborne can find out. He's actually in quite a few of the Coen Brothers films and sadly he passed away in 2016. 
He's in two scenes in this movie, but he makes me laugh with the subtlety in his performance, too. The pacing and the scenes of this movie go very quickly. I had to keep pausing it just to take notes. Harry's experiencing some paranoia. He thinks he's being followed while he's on the run that he always needs to go on after sex. Ugh. I should get a run in. Such a funny detail to give a character. Now we're introduced to Linda, who is at a doctor's appointment, wanting to get a bunch of liposuction done all over her body. The doctor is marking places that they could perform the surgery, you know, remove the fat buildup, and I laugh every time at the doctor's reaction to Linda rambling. It's so relatable and doesn't even feel like a performance. He's, oh, oh yep, okay. It feels totally natural. And Frances McDormand plays this character so well, as she always does, she usually does. Because Linda's so cringy. She makes her so cringy. And I know that Frances McDormand can't possibly be like that. <laughs> so to see all the choices that she's making for the character is a lot of fun to watch. So we follow her for a bit. Now she's at work, which is a gym, a physical therapy center too. Chad is a personal trainer. He's with a patient as he's being introduced to us. And I always forget about him stretching the patient's leg and like snapping a muscle or tendon. <laughs> the guy's like, ah, I just felt a pain in my ass. Chad's like, I gotta scoop real quick, but we'll, I'll be right back and we'll open up those hips. <laughs> Chad called, nope. Linda calls Chad over to help get advice on this waiting, dating website that she's on. And the both of them are so good at being cringeworthy. The dialogue and how it's written, plus the direction that they both got for the style of the humor, and then adding each actor's choices for their characters, it all creates for something really good because they're so skilled at their job. As a performer, this movie is a masterclass in subtlety and making choices for characters and acting. Linda wants her insurance to pay for all the surgeries that she wants to have. All the changes she wants to make to her body. Ted is the manager or the owner of the gym that she works at. And we get the sense that he knows why Linda wants to make these changes. And it's very disheartening to him because he has a crush on her for who she is now. Just by the one look that he gives her, we can understand that he really likes her. And he dislikes her disliking her own body so much. The scene where they find the CIA operative disc in the men's locker room. It's so funny to me because now they're in the office checking out the files. And the janitor just keeps repeating, it was just lying there on the floor. Chad is thrilled by this because it's raw intelligence. But Ted is freaked out. He wants no nothing to do with this. Ted is also playing hardball when it comes to Linda and her surgeries. He won't authorize an advance for her salary, probably because he has a crush on her. He wants to tell her how he feels and about her wanting the surgeries, how he feels about that, but he knows he can't control what she does in her life. Chad shows up at Linda's place because he knows who the CIA disc now belongs to. So they decide to call him up. They call Osborne and tell him they have the disc and they would like a reward for finding it. And this is where things start to go really south. Harry is definitely a womanizer. There's like five or six women that we know that he slept with so far, and now he's matched with Linda on this dating website. She goes to the same park that she met the first guy with on the first date, and she can't really find anybody, but then she sees Harry Farrer sitting there. These names are kind of strange, I don't know. She gets so excited and happy because it's George Clooney. The music is joyful and there's playful banter as they feed each other bites of sushi. The date that they have is the entire opposite of the first date that we see Linda on. During their dinner, Harry mentions that uh, he carries a gun, but that in 20 years of martial bodyguard service, he's never discharged his firearm. But should the time ever come, it'll be like muscle memory, draw, aim, fire, setting up what happens a little bit later. Chad goes to meet Osborne. 
He gets in the car with him. Osborne scolds him for the blackmailing him and punches him in the face, and they don't ever make the exchange. Linda and Chad just decide, well, why don't we just sell the disc to a foreign organization who might pay a lot for some information like this. Things are advancing between Harry and Katie, Katie Cox, at the same time that things are advancing with Harry and Linda. Katie even advances her divorce. By kicking Osborne out of their home, she dumps all of his belongings out on the front steps and changes the locks. Now the place belongs to Katie and Harry. Chad knows the look. You keep it up? He knows the location of this place, though. He's staking it out, and at a time that Harry goes on one of his runs, now nobody's home. He can break his way into this place and find more information to sell to, uh, to people. Unbeknownst to him, Harry returns from his run, surprising Chad, who was still snooping around the place. So he hides in the closet in a panic, but Harry is changing clothes now and needs to open the closet. As he does... <laughs> Chad peers out, looking all friendly, trying to look as personable as possible. But the muscle memory kicks in, and Harry shoots Chad right in the face without a second's hesitation. He was totally correct about the training coming back into play. George Clooney plays it so real. He's panicking, freaking out. He didn't want to kill anybody. He prided himself on not having ever discharged his firearm. He's pissed at the guy. He's like, why'd you make me do that? It's such a bold choice from the filmmakers to not only kill off that character, but to kill Brad Pitt. Now the CIA heads have heard about their information being sold to the Russians by Linda and Chad. They know about Harry shooting the intruder, who was Chad, they don't know that. So it's publicly known that Harry and Katie are having an affair. Even how the CIA chooses to deal with the situation is like super dismissive and illegal. Like, yeah, just dump the body, get rid of it. Probably based on some sort of reality. I mean, the CIA, they killed JFK for Pete's sake. Ted has to fire Chad since he hasn't shown up for work in 48 hours. Linda is worried now because he was supposed to show up some time ago. They have no clue that he's dead, and Linda has no clue that it was the person she's dating to have been the one to shoot Chad. Harry is really upset and still disturbed by it. He has a moment of snapping on Katie for her constant negativity. He storms out of her home, calls his wife, who he says is his ex, but she's not. She's his wife. She's on a book tour for several months. After that phone call, he realizes, Harry, that he has, he is being followed. Turns out it's a private investigator hired by his wife in this divorce settlement that she's filing against him that he doesn't know. And he's he literally just got off the phone with her. Linda goes to tell Harry that Chad's been gone for more than 48 hours, and he very clearly has no idea who she's talking about, but he's willing to help. Unfortunately, she says something that triggers his ultimate paranoia because she knows where Chad was right before he disappeared. The exact location that Harry was when he shot Chad in the face. Everybody now seems to be after him. Now Linda's being followed. There's two cars and a helicopter all flanking her. We can assume that she's being arrested. Osborne is ready to get revenge on his wife. And that shot of him in the undergarments with the robe just carrying that axe, he doesn't give a crap. He's the one that breaks into his own home now because the locks were changed and he pours himself a drink, but he hears something and he goes down to the basement to find Ted snooping around because he also knew that Chad was there before he disappeared. Osborne shoots Ted to tie up that loose end and the movie ends with the two CIA heads sitting there trying to make sense of the whole situation that's happened up to this point. They give us all the information we need to know with Harry losing his mind, trying to board a flight to Venezuela, Linda is able to work out a deal with them if they'll pay for her surgeries. Osborne Cox was shot by a CIA guy as he was attacking Ted, and he's now in a coma, probably gonna die. J.K. Simmons' character is so funny trying to put the pieces together and like forgetting some of the players in the game. Then the movie just ends after that summation. 
you know, I think it's a very funny movie. It's almost like a comedic Mission Impossible. Like, I'm talking about the very first one. But a total spoof of it. Where people are incompetent at their jobs, super unintelligent. These are just everyday people trying to blackmail high-ranking CIA operatives, which is not ever going to go well. But again, from a performer's POV, I think that everybody in this movie just nails it. To watch an actor be really good at his job is like watching... An NBA player, it's like watching a sport athlete at the top of his game. But it's so subtle, it's really subtle, and I feel like people don't pick up on it enough. So I had to share my thoughts about this movie, because if you haven't watched it in a while, please go watch this movie, especially if you want to go into acting at all. These actors take the words off the page and they say them so naturally, it's, it's really cool to watch. That's my review of Burn After Reading. Thank you guys so much for being here. See you next week. Peace.